Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. This is going to be a Dark Tidings deck. Crack it open, we'll see what we get. I wish I could reliably do it from the wrong side. Oh, there. Look at that. Okay, because look at that. Hippocloth Bear Trade, the Irrational. That is a cool name. Untamed Star Alliance Logos, maybe? Zero correct. Wow. <clears throat> That's impressive. It's impressive to get zero correct. It's cool. Looks like a <clears throat> looks like a boat. Uh, so yeah, Saurian, Sanctum, Unfathomable. That could be an interesting combo. I'll tell you, I have purchased exactly one Dark Tidings deck on the secondary market so far as of recording this. And it was this house combo. And Sass doesn't like it, but it, it looks fun. So I bought it to have fun, not necessarily to win stuff with it. Almost done getting through here. Aha. Wow. There it is. All right, let's see what our preview is here. We're going to have some exalt, some enrage, some stun, some enhance. Okay. Cool. Uh, we'll be starting with Sarian. Oh, Orphelc's chosen. That means we're going to get Orpheon lands chosen, I think. These are better than I thought. So this one is a three-power human monk, and it says, while the tide is high, it gains skirmish and fight gain two. Skirmish fight gain two is pretty good. So, yeah, that's nice. And then the other card that always comes with it, Orpheon Lands Chosen is also a three-power human monk, and it says while the tide is low, it gets three armor and gains reap capture two. So you can reap to capture two, fight gain two, uh, if you flip the tide at the right time. That's pretty cool. Okay, Trial by Water is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you reset the tide and until the start of your next turn players cannot raise the tide so that's pretty that's pretty interesting i haven't found i haven't played this in situations yet where it was like oh wow this super matters but it's an interesting card we have a doorstep to heaven that's great it's an action with a bonus amber that says each player with six or more amber loses all but five of it that's really good oh and then first or last i love this card it's an action. When you play it, you choose one. You either purge each creature with the highest power or you purge each creature with the lowest power. This is super good. The fact that it can take care of, you know, a Ducilius or a Duskwitch is just 
great. So, yeah, I like it. Hadros Wall is going to help our creatures be somewhere in the middle, probably. It's an artifact. It's also an item. And it says that each friendly flank creature gets plus two power. I love Hadroth's Wall. Shoulder Armor is an upgrade with a bonus amber that says while this creature is on a flank, it gets plus two armor and plus two power. Combine that with the Hadroth's Wall, you're giving something plus four. That's insane. Grand Melee is an action. When you play it, you destroy each creature that does not share a house with at least one of its neighbors. And then we have Hammergram, an action that deals three damage to a creature and stuns it. So like good actions, but not, not a lot of Amber here, but we'll see what we get later. Heal or Harm, you choose one. Either you fully heal a creature and gain an Amber, or you ready and fight with a friendly creature. Oh, that's a cool way to maybe get to use the Orpheal right away. Not a lot of creatures in here. But we do have Larry of the Lake, a three-power human knight that says, while the tide is high, each friendly creature gets plus two armor. And then we have Taxing Journey, an action with a bonus amber that says a friendly creature captures an amber. Each of its neighbors that shares a house with it also captures an amber. Yeah, okay, that seems okay. A little bit of capture here and there, some board control. Doorstep, always good. Seems like a pretty good Sanctum, actually. Then we have Sarian. Okay, I don't like this, but that's okay. Diplomacy is an action with a bonus amber. It has alpha, and it says, until the start of your next turn, each creature gains before fight exalt this creature. Yeah. Oh, Hestatus Raptor. Oh, that's interesting. Hestatus Raptor is a five-powered dinosaur soldier with one armor. It says, before fight, you may exalt Hestatus Raptor. If you do, deal one damage to the creature it fights for each amber on it. Um, for each amber on friendly Hestatus Raptors. So, the yikes, the diplomacy could go interestingly with that for sure. Hmm. And we're going to have at least three, I think. Possibly seven, three, four, five. Ooh, that one got a capture icon on it. All right, and then we're into other cards. So, all right, that's a lot of beefy creatures that could be interesting together. Hmm. Probably things I'd rather have. Carpe Winnem is an action that exalts two enemy creatures. That can be really nice. Cornus and Octavia is a five-powered dinosaur soldier with an armor that says action capture two. Where's my Imperial Forge? We're not getting one. Crushing Charge is an action that destroys each creature with power four or lower than gives you a chain. Well, most of our creatures are not that, and these could be bigger because of uh, shoulder armor or Hadros wall. Hmm. Lapisosaurus is a four-power beast with two armor and taunt, and while attacking it, enemy creatures gain before fight exalt this creature. So that's a way to generate more amber for yourself. Magistravita is a five-power dinosaur with play reap. You may exalt a friendly non-saurian creature if you do reap with it. That's cool. You could reap with, like, the Orpheon lands chosen on a saurian turn, for example. Fun stuff. 
Venator Altum is a seven powered dinosaur soldier with two armor. Uh, after he's dealt damage, if the tide is low, you exalt him. Um, that's dangerous, but big body. Oh, okay. Looking at unfathomable now. We have Abyssal Zealot, a four power Aquan that says after you raise the tide, capture two. And after your opponent raises the tide, you move two amber from Zealot to the common supply. That's a, it's an interesting card. Um, obviously, if you're playing against it, you probably just want to kill it before you raise the tide if you can. Ooh, early. We have an Allusions of Grandeur. Uh, such a good card. It's an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you choose a house on your opponent's identity card. If your opponent does not choose that house as their active house on their next turn, you gain three. You play this like Control of the Week. You name the house you want them to pick. And then if they pick it, great. You're happy. If they don't pick it, then um, then you get three amber. So it's kind of a win-win. Uh, always happy to see more than one of those, but I'll deal with one for now. Kiri Guiltspine is a three-power Aquan with Elusive that says after an enemy creature reaps, it does not ready during its controller's next ready, uh, ready card step. That is interesting board control there. When it, it essentially incentivizes going the same house. Excuse me, going the same house two turns in a row. Call of the Void is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you exhaust a creature, but if it was already exhausted, you destroy it instead, and its controller loses an amber. It's a good card. Uh, Flame Gill Enforcer is a six power Aquan. This is after your opponent raises the tide, enrage it, and it has action capture three. It's a big body. Frigorific Rod is an artifact with a bonus amber. It's an item. It says action, exhaust a creature or artifact. Very nice control. Two of those. Nice, not bad. Guilt Spine Netcaster is a two power Aquan with two enhanced capture icons and reap exhaust a creature. Um, yeah, at this point, like if you get things right here, you're doing unfathomable and you're like exhausting all their creatures. Um and making them have to choose a different house than what they would want otherwise um seems like a like a fun way to play horrid Sinan is a four power beast with poison pretty self-explanatory Fodic raider is a two power aquan with play to capture two and while the tide is high it gets plus four power so status of the tide matters a lot for this guy two more cards we have seabringer kakoa a seven power beast with taunt and destroyed raise the tide. I mean, it'd be good without that effect of seven power taunt in Unfathomable, but that destroyed effect makes him just even a little better. And then lastly, we have Wicolia, who is a three power beast. This one got a capture icon on it, but it says reap keys cost plus two during your opponent's next turn. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of amber cost control there, but um, you know, of course. Yeah, Spotic Raider adds some, there's some around here, yeah, in Unfathomable, but I worry, wow, I think it's going to come down to what you can do with the, with the Raptors over there, those seem kind of crazy and cool, I don't know that they're really viable competitively though, we'll have to see, um, 
No, and how do we jump hips here? One, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine printed amber, and then on top of that, you have like Carpe Winum, which is just a slow way to get amber. Um, and yeah, I think this is a pretty, pretty okay deck. Uh, none of these stand out as like, okay, these are really trying to do something great. It just seems like a standard okay deck. Um, but there is definitely a place for those. So that was Hippoclaw Fair Trade the Irrational. Um, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed or listening if that's what you did. And uh, I hope that you will get out and forge some keys. Thanks.